Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. It's Saturday, October 16th, 2021. Hungry? Why wait? Do you heard that phrase before? If you have, you probably know that that is actually a slogan, an advertisement for Snickers candy bars. And maybe you even remember some of the commercials where you'd have this group of people and most of them would generally be kind of younger actors. And then one of them would kind of be old and, and cranky and acting different from all the others. And then they would say, man, stop being so upset have a Snickers. And then they would turn back into their normal young self. And the message was, hey, if you're upset or if you're hangry, as people say nowadays, and you're getting upset because you're hungry, grab a Snickers bar. Well, as we think about that, we can probably all relate to feeling hungry and upset. We can relate to feeling tired. Uh, And even more than just in individual moments, we can relate to those feelings in life where Uh, We feel run down. We feel tired. Our souls feel burdened. Uh, Where are you going to go when that happens? And I've got something so much better for you than a Snickers bar to run to. Uh, When life has us down and we feel hungry, upset, uh, disappointed, or whatever it may be. And that place, that something better is the Word of God. And we're going to see that today in Psalm 119, verses 25 through 32. And right there in the first verse of today's section, Dalit, uh, we see really a picture of what I would say is revival from the Bible. Listen to it. It says, my soul clings to the dust. Give me life according to your word. Or even some might say, revive me according to your word word. That when our souls cling to the dust, where are we going to run to? The psalmist here, he clearly is running to God's word. My soul clings to the dust. Give me life according to your word. When I told of my ways, you answered me. Teach me your statutes. Make me understand the way of your precepts and I will meditate on your wondrous works. My soul melts away for sorrow. Strengthen me according to your word. And so there you see when his soul melts away, when his soul clings to the dust, what is he running to? He's running to God's word. And I want all of us to think today, where do we run when our soul feels like it's clinging to the dust? When our soul feel like, feels like it melts away for sorrow, where do we go? Do you turn to exercise? Do you turn to music? Do you turn to eating or not eating? Do you turn to trying to hang out with people or being alone and not hanging out with people? Uh, Do you turn to things that are sinful or things that will just distract you to, to help your soul feel better in those moments? Or do you turn to the Word of God? Now, many of those things I mentioned aren't sinful. Thank God for exercise or music or being around loved ones that can encourage us in those times where our soul feels like it clings to the dust. But none of those can replace the revival that only comes from the Bible. And I hope as you read through the Bible, you experience that on a regular basis. I know I do. So many days where I wake up and start just feeling burdened by what's going to happen or uncertain. 
But God's word is what revives my heart. And I hope you feel the same way. And I hope that you see this isn't something that we are just doing to add knowledge to our heads. It's not just something that we're doing to score spiritual points. Uh, It's not just something we're doing to be obedient, although it is certainly obedient to let the word of Christ dwell in us richly. On one level, we're doing something that's good for us. We benefit from spending time in God's word. And also, outside of that regular practice of being in God's word every day, I hope times where you are discouraged, you also will just grab your Bible and go to some passages that will encourage you or go to some passages that are talking about what, whatever it is that you are going through. It's one of the reasons why I love the current program we're doing, that we're in the Psalms every day. Because the Psalms, they speak to the whole range of human experience. And so we can go and we can read about a time where the psalmist feels like his soul clings to the dust. And we can say, yeah, that's how I feel right now. But we can leave there not unchanged, but shaped by the word of God, revived by the word of God. So this weekend, I hope that you are encouraged. I hope that you are seeking the Lord. And I hope that when your heart is down, when your soul is weighed down, you reach for God's word and you seek to set your mind on it and find revival from the Bible. Now let's move on to one of the central messages of the Bible, and really where it speaks of how we get revived in the ultimate sense, where the capital R, the revival of salvation. How does that happen? Well, that leads us to one of the most famous conversations in the entire Bible in John chapter 3. And we'll look today at verses 1 through 15. And this is the conversation that happens by night between Jesus and Nicodemus. And as they talk, Nicodemus uh, confesses that Jesus is a teacher uh, from God and acknowledges there's something about Jesus. But Jesus takes it uh, right to uh, an interesting place. In verse 3, Jesus answered him, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Now, what I found about very interesting about that, that would have been a shock to Nicodemus because he, was, he would, of course, be thinking, I'm already in the kingdom of God. But here is Jesus saying, this is how you get in. And how do you get in? You must be born again. That's something that every Christian needs to remember. To be a part of the kingdom of God, we must be born again. This is not something that we are born with. Nobody is born a Christian. So next time you hear somebody say, I've always been a Christian, furl your eyebrow a little bit and think to yourself, hmm, how is that working? How is it possible to have always been a Christian? Because Jesus says, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of heaven. And so even as we consider that, let's realize everyone has to get saved. No one is already saved when they are born. At some point in our life, we must be born again. Now, from the human side of things, how does that happen? Well, we turn from our sins and we put our trust in Christ. Repent and believe. Repentance and faith, right? From God's perspective, it's we're born again. And it's clear from scripture that he does something in our hearts to bring about that change. He opens our eyes. He gives us a new heart, all right, he does all of these things, or it's pictured here, we are born again. And that's what he tries to teach Nicodemus here. We need to change from the inside out. 
And Nicodemus did not understand these things. We need to be born again. We need to have a spiritual birth. We need to be cleansed by God. And that's a good thing for all of us to remember and even just to give thanks for. That even just as we think about our birth, really we should be celebrating our moms who gave birth to us. As we think about our salvation, we should be celebrating God who caused us to be born again through his spirit. And not only was it through his spirit, it was enabled by his son. As it says in the last couple verses of our passage today, And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the son of man be lifted up. Again, that double meaning there, lifted up. Um, not just glorified, but lifted up on the cross that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. And so there you see on our perspective, it's belief that leads us to eternal life, but that belief is based on Jesus Christ being lifted up, Jesus Christ being crucified. That is our hope. And we need that hope, and we're reminded of that with something in Jeremiah as we look at chapters 13 and 14 today. In these chapters, uh, one thing we see is he rebukes the people for their sin and prophesies the judgment that is coming. Uh, Listen to what he says at the end or towards the end of chapter 13 in verse 23. He says, can the Ethiopian change his skin or the leopard his spots? And we know the answer to that. No, we can't change the color of our skin. The leopard can't change his spots. And he says, then also you can do good who are accustomed to doing evil. And, And that highlights the truth of John 3 for us. We have to be born again. We can't change our skin. We can't change our spots. Uh, But even more, we can't change our hearts. We can't change the evil. We can't change from evil into good. We must be born again. And that's a powerful reminder of that. You also see an object lesson of this ruined loincloth Uh, just to show how the people of Israel and to some extent have been ruined. They've been profaned through their sin. We see God prophesying judgment on lying prophets. And that might be, again, we find encouragement sometimes from the judgment of God because if you're trying to follow the Lord and seeking the Lord, one thing that probably frustrates you is false teaching and seeing so much false teaching that goes on even in our own country and our own day and age. Trust that God's not letting them get away with it. They may be popular, they may be praised, but someday they will be judged by God, just like the lying prophets in the time of Jeremiah were. Finally, let's look at James 2, verses 1 through 13. And here is the warning that he says for them not to show partiality. And he uses the example, really, don't show partiality to the rich. When the rich guy comes in wearing nice clothes, don't just lead him up to the front. And when the poor guy comes in wearing you know, shaggy clothes, sit him in the back, giving honor to the rich and kind of uh, casting the poor aside. We, we shouldn't do that. And, and this is a passage where you know, it's easy to say, well, I don't think I do that. Um, but we should check our hearts for all forms of partiality. Obviously here, the partiality is rich versus poor. We know, obviously, uh, one problem that humankind has often had is partiality that's based on race or ethnicity or where you come from, right? And that could be another thing where you might honestly say, well, I don't really feel like I'm doing that. But we need to check our hearts, though, that there's, there's probably 10 or more different ways that we might show partiality. It might be not riches. It might be not, you know, the color of your skin, but it might be social status, and somebody that you think is 
is cool, you know, to put it at a kind of basic level, or you only really invest in people that you feel like will have something to give in return to you. And that might not be something financial, but uh, just something even in your relationship, or it might just be, I show partiality to the people that are interested in the same things that I'm interested in, instead of genuinely seeking to love our brothers and sisters in Christ, no matter what, not based on what's on the outside, but really what's based on our standing in Christ. So even in your prayer time today, I would encourage you just say, God, show, show my heart. If there is any way that I'm showing partiality to some and mistreating others, would you please reveal that to me uh, so that I can be faithful to love and to live out the life that you want me to live? And so as we think through all these things, we're, we're helped by the correction, we're helped by the instruction, but we're always changed and built up and revived as we come to God's word. So hungry, why wait? Why wait? Grab your Bible and dig in and have a feast in God's word. Thanks for digging into God's word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out revivalfromthebible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to compassbible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.